Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience and leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. I'm JR Briggs, and today we're going to look at a topic that a lot of people talk about, but it's not talked about enough with enough detail. So we're going to get specific about it. What is the topic? How to raise up other leaders. Now, some people call it delegation. Now, I don't like to call it that. Delegation is about giving other people tasks, but equipping and empowering leaders is about giving other people authority and permission. Yes, sometimes we do need to delegate tasks, but delegation is not what raises up other leaders. If you delegate a task, you're essentially saying to someone, please get this done exactly the way I want it done. But when you equip others by giving them authority and permission, you say, here's our vision and our mission. You are capable and responsible. I believe in you. Take this and lead in such a way that it best advances the vision and the mission moving forward. This means that they will most likely do it differently than you do. But remember, you are not trying to create a clone. You are trying to multiply leaders. You are letting go of some control. Yes, that's true. But as Craig Groeschel says, you can have control or growth, but you can't have both. In order for the leaders around you to grow, you're going to have to let go of some control in order for that to happen. So let's jump in and how we empower, equip, and raise up other leaders. By the way, leaders in the realm of church and ministry call this discipleship, discipling others. So there are three things. The first thing is this. You must consider carefully a potential leader's character. If you can't trust them, don't empower them. In fact, you may not want to delegate many things to them either if you don't trust them. That's why I'm always looking for leaders who are fat and hungry. What? Fat? You might be thinking, yes, it's an acronym. Fat. Faithful, available, and teachable, and hungry. Fat and hungry. Is this leader faithful to their responsibilities currently? Is this leader available and accessible to help others, or are they closed off and too busy? Is this leader teachable, which includes evidence of humility and an openness to learn new things? And of course, are they hungry? Do they want to grow and learn and get better? It's been said that hungry dogs run faster. Look for leaders who are hungry and fat. I don't care if leaders are in an important role or not. I don't care if they're young or old. What I care about is if they're fat and hungry. And this should be the basis for you, that first step to determine if someone should be empowered, equipped, and invested in as a young, a new, or a potential leader. Now, one of the things I have to say directly to leaders on occasion is this, I refuse to work harder at your life than you do. If I want them to grow more and then they want to grow, then you have a leadership problem. There are many leaders who are competent, extremely gifted, and have lots of charisma. What if they're not fat and hungry? This has the potential to be disastrous. I want you to think about a two-by-two matrix with high character at the top, low character at the bottom, low skill on the left, and high skill on the right. If you have low skill and low character, you are an irrelevant leader. If you have low skill but high character, you are a limited leader. If you have low character but high skill, you're an incredibly dangerous leader. And if you have high skill and high character, you are an incredibly fruitful leader. Where I see most leaders get in trouble is where their 
high skill and low character. They are in the danger zone. People often look the other way with these kinds of leaders and they say things like, but look at how great her quarterly numbers are, or he's the most successful salesperson in our department. If we let him go, our organization will suffer greatly. Low character leaders, regardless of their skill level, should be watched very, very carefully. This idea of character is so important in leadership. I'd rather take someone with high character and low skill than someone with high skill and low character any day of the week. Because if someone has high character, if they're fat and hungry, we can train them in skills. And of course, someone who has high character and high skill, someone who's incredibly fruitful and wants to steward well their God-given opportunities, skills, and talents, that's the best kind of leader that we can be. And it's also the best kind of leaders that we can build into, equip, empower, and unleash. Now, the second thing is, if you, you need to consider what role that you're to play as the leader in the other person's leadership growth and development. Now, there are four domains of leadership decision-making, executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. In the domain of executing, leaders are the sole decision-makers. They're boldly, confidently, and clearly making a decision one way or the other. In the domain of influencing, leaders are looking to be persuasive in having others on the team come up with their own opinion, hopefully arrive at the decision or the outcome of the leader. This comes primarily through question asking and persuading. In the domain of of relationship building, less emphasis is placed on making actual decisions or of trying to influence decisions and more on building and strengthening the level of trust. This is where the leader is making deposits into the trust account with others, where, where they push the agenda aside and they simply just want to get to know the leader in front of them. And in the domain of strategic thinking, the leader is about brainstorming, idea generation, and leading creative thinking about possibilities. No decisions are made, but simply asking questions, dreaming, and listing all possible options about a particular situation. Again, all four domains of leadership are important and necessary, but not all at the same time. In most leadership situations, one and sometimes two of the four take top priority. The times where I have failed in leadership, especially in groups or in team meetings, has been where I've anticipated one form of leadership that I thought was needed when another form was actually required. (laughs) For example, I went in thinking to a meeting that what was needed was executing, where I would make a decision for the team. But others on the team were anticipating it would be a time of strategic thinking, and the meeting fell flat. Sometimes I do this with leaders. I am trying to build into leaders and I choose one of the domains, but really what they needed was another domain. These postures certainly will change depending upon your context, depending on your time or the season or who you're with. And we need lots of wisdom to determine which of the four domains are needed at what time. So here's the question to ask, which domain of leadership would be best right now? And this is true when it comes to investing in young and potential leaders. Once we determine their character, that they're fat and hungry, and once you as the leader have determined which domain of leadership is needed given the context you're in, then we move to the process of raising up leaders. Here's the framework of leadership development for the process of empowering, equipping, and unleashing others. It's a six-part framework to be incredibly helpful to think about the process. Teach demonstrate, observe, evaluate, 
encourage, evacuate. Let me say that again. Teach, demonstrate, observe, evaluate, encourage, and evacuate. Let's look at those one at a time. First, we teach. We need to show people what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, and we need to teach in that realm. Secondly, we need to demonstrate that, to model it while others are watching. Third, we observe others. We watch other people carefully as they live and lead. We watch the areas where they're doing well, where they need to grow and improve, where they're growing in their confidence, and where there might be some gaps in their thinking or their behavior. Fourth, we evaluate. This is where we assess and provide feedback along the way, offering suggestions, noticing where they may need to improve in the future. Fifth, we encourage. We point out the things that they're doing very well. Part of the role of being a leader and being a leader multiplier is that we become a cheerleader for others. We affirm the good things that they're doing in their leadership. And lastly, we evacuate. If we never actually send them out to lead, we can teach them a lot of great things. But if they never actually get the chance to act upon what they're learning, then we stunt their growth and their leadership. Many leaders go through the first five steps quite well, but they fail to be sent out where someone looks at them and says, now it's your turn. You go and lead and you teach others how to do what you're doing. Let me give you a small example of how I'm using this framework right now as I'm training a very young leader. The summer means grilling, and my 10-year-old son, Bennett, loves learning about all things around the grill, making his father very proud, I might add. He's learning how to do hot dogs and burgers, steak, salmon, grilled and barbecue chicken, even veggies in the grill basket. I've worked through the six-part framework over the grill with him. The first step was... I manned the grill with tools in hand while I taught him all the elements. He watched me turn on the grill safely, what tools to use and when. He's seen me make sure the meat is cooked all the way through. He's seen me clean off the grates and then put the grill cover back on. Second, I didn't just tell him, I demonstrated while he watched standing next to me. And then the next time we grilled, I handed him the tools and I said, okay, buddy, let me see you flip the chicken. I observed. The next time we grilled, I then evaluated. I said, you, you do it, but don't forget, we need to turn the heat down so the chicken doesn't get charred and let's stir those veggies in the basket. And then encouragement. Great job, buddy. Yes, turning over the salmon right now is the right time to do that. And you did a great job. This barbecue chicken is so tender. It's fun to literally watch his confidence grow right in front of me. And then just this week, I told him, buddy, Next time we grill, I'm going to pull a chair over and I'm going to sit down. You're in charge. And if you need my help, you can ask me. I won't say anything to you unless you want me to or you need me. I'm here for support, but you're the man of the grill now. You should have seen the smile on his face. I imagine at this pace that by the end of the summer, I can remain inside the house the entire time and he could grill all by himself from start to finish. And as I sit down to eat my juicy burger, I will cry man tears of joy at knowing that my son has become a grill master leading the grill. Sure, it's a small example, but you can extrapolate this framework from the grill to your organization, company, church, or team. Use the framework in developing leaders, whether it's burgers or leading an entire department or new initiative. It works in any situation, in any context, and with any age. And remember, young and potential leaders are not going to get it exactly right the first time. They're not going to get it exactly right the 20th time. And that's okay because that's how we learn. 
Expect mistakes. They're part of learning. They are part of leadership and they are part of life. As billionaire investor Ray Dalio wrote in his book, Principles, he said, create a culture in which it is okay to make mistakes, but unacceptable not to learn from them. Remember, we are not trying to create clones. We are trying to multiply leaders and leaders who do that are resilient. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Partnering with leaders to equip them to raise up other leaders is not simply what we do at Kairos Partnerships. It's who we are. It is our passion. And if you're feeling stuck and you need help to empower and equip others, let's talk. This is why we exist. We want to help you. Reach out to me. My information is in the show notes. This podcast is produced by the extremely creative Joel Limbowen at On A Limb Productions. Visit onalimproductions.com for all of your video and podcast needs. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. 